There are hundreds of species of spiders that call Australia home. Some small, some big, some deadly, and some hidden. But one master of disguise tends to order a side of contortion with its camouflage entree. Taking the term tree hugger a little bit too literally, the wraparound spider keeps out of sight from both predator and prey by getting close and personal with the local flora. But hiding in plain sight is how this spider survives here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy, or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It is very greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a flat character in the animal kingdom, but more on that later. Yep. Every, every single time that this animal appears in a movie, they end up exactly mm -hmm. the way that they started. They never learn anything. Actually, this, um, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into it. Not exactly flat, but <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about the wraparound spider. Yeah, right at, right off the bat. It's a big spider. If it was flat, it's could it wrap around? Uh, I mean, I yes. guess flat and uh, malleable. But uh, yeah, we'll, like we'll, a piece we'll, of paper. We'll, we'll talk about it. So, anyway, okay. this is also known as the leopard spider. Um... I didn't make that. I, I didn't make that up. It's based on its appearance. We'll talk about its appearance, but we're gonna call it here. Rom the cuddliest spider. Uh, fresh, <laughs> fresh prints, P R I N T S, because it's got, it's got leopard nice. prints. Uh, and uh, flat Stanley. That's what I'm gonna call it. Flat Stanley. I was trying to think of that word, flat Stanley, but yeah. I, I was just Mr. talking Game about it with watch. someone, and I was like, oh my gosh, flat Stanley. I forgot, forgot about that. I was explaining it to somebody <laughs> from another country. <laughs> I was like, I sound insane right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, why don't you taxonomize this boy for us? This wraparound boy. Rappy boy. Okay. Also, uh, Fresh Prince works because he's a rapper. And he's a rapper yeah. and spider. <laughs> That's pretty good. And he wraps around okay. something like a wrap, like a candy wrap. It's just, there's so much to unpack from this. I'm sorry, Why I'm patting candy? myself on that. Because he, he, it's a wrap, like a candy wrapper. Wraps around a piece of candy. Yeah, what's that have to do with the Fresh Prince? Because he's a wrapper. <laughs> he wraps about his <laughs> life. <laughs> but... A candy wrapper wraps around a piece of candy. Yeah. Just like this wraparound spider wraps around stuff. That's not a... That's just the same word. Oh, okay. Never mind. Using a different piece Never of mind. Like yeah. A different I, made a, I made a connection that wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> I should have I called this Snickers boy or something. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah, like, no, no. There's, just... we're, we're missing one el- one element of the one level of the, to that elevator there. <laughs> I thought like the Fresh Prince that was famous for candy or something. Um, I, I'm sure. I'm sure he likes it. He might. They're in the kingdom, you know, love, and are in the kingdom, man, Amelia. Mm-hmm. They're in the phylum Arthropoda, not Anthropoda. Mm-hmm. They're in the subphylum Chelicerotidae, mm. the cellar door of subphylums. Chelicerata. Actually, the T probably disqualifies it from being cellar door, but it's still nice. But like the T, you need a little bit of spice. The T yeah. is like a, but it's like a a flap. It's like a D. Like it's not Chelicerata. It's Chelicerata. So they just. Well, that's how we say it in American. So but if, you might say cello serrata if you were trying to be precise. But yeah. I like cello serrata. Cello serrata, the CH too. This is class. The class is <laughs> arachnida. I knew it. Uh, spider. Guess what that is? It's um, spiders. Yeah, joint legged invertebrate animals. Same. Like scorpions, spiders, ticks, and mites. Uh, the order is Aranae. I remember from... Aranae? From Spider-Man 1. Aranae. Uh, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's air-breathing arthropods with eight legs and fangs and venom. And it's in the infra-order Aranae... Aranae... Araneomorphae. I guess without other spiders. Yeah. It's in the family Arendale, where Elsa and Frozen was. What's her name? Yeah. Live. Araneidae? There's a lot of vowels in this boy. Yeah. Araneidae. day. It's tough cookies. That's as close as I can. Aranea Day. Aranea Day. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's orb weavers. Yeah, orb weavers. Weavers of orbs we'll talk about. It's in the genus Dolophones. Dolophones? That sounds Dolophones. like... Dolophones. That sounds like a Greek hero if I've ever heard one. Yeah. And the binomial name is Dilophones conifera. Dilophones sounds like a Greek hero of pain. Cause like Dolor. Sounds like a grief hero of dolphins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they already have a dolphin Greek hero. His name is Poseidon. Uh, doesn't he ride around on dolphins? Yeah, he does. Or Trident or whatever from Little Mermaid. No, no. Um, dolphins. Seahorses. No, that's isn't Sebastian. Seahorses? Sebastian rides around on seahorses. Seahorses are way too small to pull the king of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins are what or nothing. Does Poseidon ride a chariot pulled by like hippogriffs or, or whatever? Depicted riding a four horse chariot and wielding a trident. He rides. Oh, the hippogriffs, right? It's like a horse right, slash horses of the dolphin. ocean. Yeah, we forgot about dolphins, so we had to make up horse ocean horses. Ocean horse, the sea, but not seahorse. Ocean. horse. Don't get don't get confused <laughs> with the seahorse. This this guy's an ocean horse. He only lives in oceans, not seas. 
<laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's that's the name of it. Do you have uh, some sort of game we could play about it? Yes, since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. C -c -c Critter groups, the part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal, or what is the term of entry, or what is the collective noun? We talking spiders today. Spiders. If you saw a group of spiders before setting the house on fire, would you say you saw a an A venom of spiders, B skitter of spiders, C calibration of spiders, or D nest of spiders? Hmm. I'm gonna go with a nest final answer. That is uh, technically incorrect. That is not one of the official collective nouns. People call them Walnuts. nests, but it's not. It's not a nest. It is a venom of spiders. That's stupid. I hate that one. But, but venom, venom is so cool, like a turd. But it's not in the wind. <laughs> uh, it doesn't invoke a collection at all. It's just a part. Like you can't just <laughs> say something that this animal has as their collective noun. It's like this is a tooth. Who of does this? This is a tooth of humans. Who does this? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is like this is a you know how they cats. famously have teeth, right? It's an incisor of humans. Um, <laughs> that sounds actually pretty good. I'd I'd like to be part of an incisor of humans. It's a milk of humans. Uh, no mammal. I yeah. like that a lot less. Well, it's a saliva of humans. Better, a little better. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, venom of spiders. Enjoy. Uh, okay. Would you like me to tell you what it looks like? Yeah, I would. Well, it's black, brown, and gray. And sometimes it has uh, little spots of red. So I'm guessing because it's kind of a bespeckled pattern, that's what it means by leopard print. I did not look at this and think about leopard print, but I guess it is bespeckled. It has, it has spots on it. They're just not like black yeah. spots like a leopard has. I would not right. look at this and say leopard either, but I wasn't there. But it's bespeckled. We'll say that. Bespeckled, bewitched, and bewildered. Um, the, it has a large, broad abdomen. It kind of reminds me of a crabdomen, you know? Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not not as thick, thickly as a crab but um broad and also it has long hairy legs similar to a tarantella tarantula tarantula yeah quentin tarantula um this is an odd looking spider for sure it is it's hard to look at like for camouflage reasons or for or for uh <laughs> disturbing reasons yeah. or for <laughs> Because of the shape and other things we'll talk about later, like all the pictures of it, it's like, what am I looking at? Where? Yeah. How do I observe this? Where, where is it? Um, where, where does it start <laughs> and where does it end? Yeah. That's pattern disruption, uh, my friend. That <laughs> That's a beautiful poem. Yeah. <laughs> where does it start? <laughs> where does it end? That's pattern disruption, my friend. <laughs> that's great. Wrap around we need that on a t-shirt. I know. Yeah. I need to change my intro. Um, I read a lot right. of like children's poems and that would work really well. It would. Let's write a little kid's book about it. 
Um, billions. Let's talk about its size, dimensions, and relatable terms. Uh, welcome to the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show that's presented by you when you send in audio yourself saying, saying you're chittering the words measure up into LD taxonomy at, at gmail.com. It's also the part of the show. We present the animal sizes mentioned relatable, relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. I messed it up. I, I, I inverted it, but we got there. Guess what we did? We have, uh, we have a new measure up intro. Yes. Nora. Nora putting the team on her back. Nora, the explorer. I'm sure she's of, never heard that before. And speaking of the explorer, she told she sent the, in the email, in the email she told us all about her. I'm going to say hometown, but she specifically says that it's not a town; it's a small city, uh, city. a city of vaguely respectable size. She said, <laughs> "Vaguely like respectable, term. huh? Respectable, respectable. respectable. yeah, <laughs> respectable." Um, but the reason she was telling us is that, like, I guess for for a long, because we were talking about the genetic risks of the Roosevelts being, uh, oh yeah, fifth cousins, and um, since it, it she by her own admission it has nothing to do with animals, I'll briefly summarize. She she lived in a a relatively small city. It's not a little country town, but it's a small city. But it's definitely of a vaguely respectable size. Yes, up in the mountains in Canada. So the it because it was like it's a mix of like small towns. There's a lot of isolation, and there it it often happens where relatives, uh, or or you know people get you know into relationships and find they are like some level of cousins. But it turns out um, they have like genetic issues in the in this town. They have like a higher rate of breast cancer in men, um, like genetic hip problems, stuff like that. So her point was that fifth cousins are probably not like genetically not that bad um, one time, but even being fifth cousins over a long period of time. Like if, if your genetic pool is low and here's where it can like come back to animals. Cause you need a, a gene pool. Uh, what do we call that when we're talking about like Sasquatch, what, they need a, a breeding, uh, breeding population. population. Yeah. So to help to have a healthy breeding population, you have to have enough people. Yeah. That... You can't just have, okay. These are the last two pandas on earth. Like the, that's the end of the pandas. Like there's not going to be. A healthy population of pandas after that. Yeah, at least it's the end of pandas as we know it, without like without science stepping in and like really, really you know intervening. There's you're not gonna have pandas anymore, or they're gonna be like they're gonna have genetic abnormalities or issues that maybe you can correct over time. But yeah, it's gonna be an issue. Um, but yeah. She also sent us pictures of her her animals. She has uh, th- a three-legged dog, which is fresh, precious, precious, hairless cat, and baby rats. Is this three-legged dog a husky? I'm seeing a picture of a dog that looks like a husky. 
Nor just took the status quo and ripped it to shreds. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do you have, a dog? I got a three-legged dog. (laughs) What do you have, a cat? Does it have fur? Mine doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) This is the island of misfit toys. (laughs) Yeah, and and baby rats. I love this. uh, Hairless cat with a sweater on. You have to. You we have, have to... the technology, hairless cat. Don't <laughs> worry. We'll take away your hair and give it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we shaved you and made a sweater. It's like putting a wool coat on a sheep. You just shear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's shaved. It's not a shaved cat. <laughs> I know, but it would have been funny. <laughs> I, I, we I, took. I, we. There's some. some but we still took it away. Meat. We took it away with uh, breeding. Breeding, <laughs> we bred we bred the hair away from you. <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, I'm glad she had insight into into that. I I I don't have a concept of what a fifth cousin even is, and I'm not about to look at a family tree long enough, or w- with a with my critical thinking cap on, um, to figure it out. Uh, I got second cousins and maybe thirds understood, but after that is like, what? what? <laughs> um, I think it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like you have a, I think five generations ago you share a grandparent. Is that how that works? Pretty sure. Seems too easy of an explanation. And so I'm doubting myself. That's a but lot of people. Wh- that's hundreds and hundreds of people that can that can fall into that um, into yeah, a, into a five grandparents. Right. It doesn't sound right to me. Like, and especially in a Fifth? in a small town, like there's a possibility that every single person. It's not in that a small town. town. She said specifically. I mean, sorry, it wasn't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A vaguely <laughs> respectable, respectably sized city, <laughs> Alpine City. Um, uh, there's a, there's a high ch- there's a high chance that like m- like most of the population comes from the same person five generations ago or like is yeah. related to like the same person five gen or like what like you could have a couple and then in five generations have enough people in that family to have a va- vaguely respectable uh, sized city. I'm just thinking of like biblical gene- genealogies and like. After four generations, like you have a, and like a, a small nation state, um, so it's just that's it's yeah. You and your fifth cousin share a great 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 gr- no, just great 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 grandparent. So that yeah, so there. And I probably met them and never even knew. That's not probably. That's probably not yeah. True. Um. Do you have any? Are there? Oh wait, we're we're doing measure up. We have a measure. Yeah. Let me. This, we're still me we're still introing this. Yeah. So without further ado, the listeners' favorite part of the show. Measure up. <laughs> can't give us a long detailed story about genetic abnormalities and then laugh like that. 
<laughs> I think she sounds like Werner Herzog in the beginning, and that's just really doing it for me. <laughs> really? Yeah, let me listen to it again. I would like to see the measure up. Measure up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does, does kind of have a Werner Herzog. <laughs> and then straight you... into count, the count, count Dracula, or Count... Count Chocula. No, who's the... the he's count. just the Count. He's just the Count. Yeah. Ah, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very All good. Right. Thank you, Nora, for the for the anecdotes, the information, and the measure up. And the pictures that only I saw and, so far. And the pictures of the three-legged dog, rats, and hairless cat. I mean, from the picture, I'm only seeing face um, of dog. Yeah, so it could be a six-legged dog for all I know. You only see face but, of dog. But I'll take her word for it. Uh, thank you, Nora. And thank you for putting the team on your back once again. Um, it's been a while. But now in the new year, we get a new measure up. The, our nice. first episode of the new year. Nice. We get a measure up. That's great. Um, let's talk about female length. Uh, they're 90 millimeters like a bullet. Or like one <laughs> zero kind of point, bullet. <laughs> or my favorite kind of bullet, the zero point three five inch bullet. It's um, a thirty five. So, how many wraparound spiders go into the length of Australia's largest predator? Bonus Australia's points if you know who that is. Largest predator. Five percent hmm. discount if you know what that is. In eight seconds. Dingo. That's it. That's the one. Ah, Nice guess. Um, here's a hint. The dingo. I only had eight seconds. So I was scared. The dingo is the largest predator in Australia. Dingoes are more flexible than dogs and have a wider range of motion in their hips and wrists. Take that hip dysplasia. Um, that helps them f- uh, move, uh, moving around in burrows. Burrowing dogs. Burrowing dogs. Yeah. So how many of these wrap wrapping wrappers mm-hmm. go into uh Parappa the rapper? A dingo. Um I mean a dingo is like a small dog. It's not like not like a full on lab. More like an Australian Shepherd, which fits because it's Australian. Australian, I'm gonna say the length you said. The length, like nose to rump, nose, nose to, to rump, no nose to tail, nose for ratu. Rump or tail? I don't know. It's usually the length makes of the, the nose to rump, probably. I'm going to say three feet, 36 inches. A hundred and two is my answer. Two spiders. Yeah. The correct answer. 103. We're rounding up. The correct answer is 171. That is not a nursing school victory. Dingoes are big. Dingoes are five feet I long. Three feet. 
Uh, maybe that's the tail, though. Two-foot tail? That's not... It's a- also the upper end of average. So you might be in the closer to the mid to lower end of ra- average, and there might be respectable dingoes of, of your estimation. If I had included the tail, I probably would have gotten very close. To the you might have. Um, let's talk male length. They're between 5 and 6 millimeters, or 0.5. 19 to 0.23 inches because inches are too big. Um, here's a crazy fact, and it's going to be a Jeopardy style question. Uh, Kiritamati Kiribati is a city in a place, city in a country, um, an island nation, rather. Actually, uh, is this place is one of the first countries to experience the new year and it is three three million eight hundred and nine no 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 three hundred and eighty nine million two hundred and fifty thousand seven hundred and eighty three spiders from this island which is among the last places to experience the new year So you're looking for this island that is 300 million spiders away from Kiribati. And here's a hint. Even though this Pacific Island territory is southwest of Kiribati, it is on the opposite eastern side of the international dateline, and it, and it experiences the new year almost a full 24 hours after Kiribati. This is because the international dateline isn't a straight line and instead sneaks around the east side of Kiribati and then back to the west side of this island. So we're going from, I'm guessing, the second island? Hmm? Or the, or the first one? What are you talking about? Which I'm guessing an island name, right? Yes. So there's one island. Mm-hmm. That experiences the new year first. That's Kiribati. And it is 300 m- Kiribati. And it is 300 million spiders. Wraparound spiders. Away. Away from the island I'm trying to guess. Yes. Which experiences the new year last. Mm-hmm. There were some hints in the hint. I was doing math during the Why? Hint. <laughs> because I was trying to figure out. You're trying out to triangulate? How much know how much distance 300 million spiders was it's about it looks to be about um just looking at the map like maybe florida to maine the pacific is so big so like these islands that are like hey there's nothing in between these and these are the this is the next closest thing oh it's like thousands or at least hundreds of miles away. Many hundreds. Thousands of kilometers. Yeah, I don't know how Moana did it. Um, I'm going to say... I don't know very many island names. Specifically. Specifically. Uh, middle of the Pacific Ocean islands. Except for the Galapagos. You know this island. East. I'm going to say Easter Island final answer. Fine, that's a final answer. Okay. 
Yeah. Kiribati is 1,413 miles or 2,274 kilometers away from American Samoa. Ah. I said in the hint, even though this Pacific Island territory is southwest of Kiribati. I don't know I, that I still would have gotten it. I just downloaded a geography app to my phone, and I'm, I'm, I'm rusty. Isn't it, uh, the, the thing that blew me my mind about this was the fact that this American Samoa is west of Kiribati, and so the sun rises on the day in Kiribati before touching, um, touching. Uh, American Samoa. American Samoa. But they're on different. Yeah. Actually, that makes sense the way I just said it. But anyway, the, the Kiribati is west of the international date line and American Samoa is east of the international date line because the international date line deviates in order to include all of the 33 islands that make up Kiribati. It just occurred to me that the, the, you can cut all this out. The first episode of Futurama has everyone in the world counting down the new year at the same time. <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Australia. It also is one of the biggest, uh, one of the first rather that experienced the new year. Um, and guess what? Let's talk about some fast facts. The first of which is this spider is native to Western Australia. Uh, and there are 17 other members in the genus that all live around Oceania. Um, and they prefer forests and spend time in their webs on trees. Um, and wraparound spiders are more active at night. They're nocturnal like many spiders are. They build their webs to catch prey primarily, but they tear them down during the day. And I'm, I'm not sure if that's just to like cover your tracks or if it's to recycle. Cause I know don't some spiders like eat their webbing to like recycle it and make more. You eat the, like, that sounds like something the I've nutrients. Um, uh, as with many orb weavers, they have venom that isn't particularly dangerous to humans, but their bite can be painful as uh, as orb weavers, their webs are circular in shape. That's what orb orb means in, I guess, the English word orb in its origins can mean circular. Uh, when I think of an orb, I think of like a sphere. But I guess it's circular in this case. Um, so these webs are circular in shape and pattern. They are primarily used to catch prey, not necessarily be a house uh, a place to live for the spider. Um, cause we'll talk about how they do not lay their head on it. Um, they don't kneel beside it to say their evening prayers. They don't do butterfly kisses there. Um, orb we, uh, orb <laughs> webs are constructed with a non sticky framework and spirals with sticky liquid droplets are added to the framework. I didn't know that. I thought that silk, spider silk was just sticky. But I guess like... I think um, the magic school bus taught me that. I guess it, I would imagine, without knowing exactly why, 
I would imagine it's because you don't want your foundation to be sticky enough to get caught on every thing passing by that could like snag on it. If you, if like the, the structured supports just get brushed and passing by a large thing, that's probably better. Or maybe the sticky stuff is not quite as strong as the foundational stuff. And there's something about the chemical makeup that makes it like that. I don't, I don't know. It is very stretchy. But they don't get stuck to their own web. Right. So maybe they're just traveling along the non-sticky part. Well, cause, no, because they have to get to the things that get stuck in the sticky part. They have like a route, though, I think. Maybe. I don't know. That I'm, would be interesting to find out. I've not... I have not done. I was. I was not. Um, I did not look into. I get that. That's more like a general web weaving spiders that we. I would need to do more research on to talk about. Yeah, that's all I got. Do you have any big facts, thick facts, even viscous facts, big ones. sticky facts? Comes around, wraps around. That's the name of this one. Uh, while many insects are known for their camouflage, spiders don't usually hold any Academy Awards for best disguise. Uh, that's at least in comparison to like the leaf bug, the stick bug, the thorn bug, you know, the ones you take like one of those YouTube master classes from. Um, some spiders do make themselves look like flowers and we have covered a spider that does that. Um. And there are some great entries into the camouflage category for spiders, but most spiders that rely on camo tend to have, like, they, they, they go to phase one or phase two, stage one or stage two, I guess, of, of camo, which is just uh, have a certain coloration and hang out in the place that looks like you. <laughs> um, instead of, you know, some of the more advanced camouflage tactics of other animals and insects where their behavior or body shape changes in order to be uh, more camouflaged. There's also like the trapdoor spider which looks like an Oreo to catch, I don't know, like a, like a stray dog or sweaty 13-year-old. Any, really anyone who would just be willing to eat what they think is an Oreo off like <laughs> an Australian forest floor. It does look like an Oreo. But, uh, it's it's remarkable. I it's, it's so remarkable that you have to believe that like Nabisco did it on purpose. It's like who dropped a Hydrox? They're like, <laughs> oh, that's what the British call it, right? No, uh, it's another brand. It's actually the original uh, brand, chocolate cookie sandwich cookie brand. It's so ornate, huh? Um, and it doesn't have to be. <laughs> So it's odd. Um, and they must have just looked at this like tasty, tasty looking spider and been like, that's that's going to be the cookie that we hang our hat on. Um, <clears throat> but the, t the wraparound spider takes things to a new level when it comes to camouflage. They are very good at not being detected. Uh, so let's we got some stages to cam camouflage and. Good camouflage always starts with your choice of location, your stage. Uh, the where are you going to hide? Uh, that makes a big difference. If you are an Arctic hare, you don't want to hide 
on the rocks. You want to hide in the snow. Um, so the wraparound spider, when they hide, they want to. They tend to choose small tree branches. Um, so that's their that's their step one. They've chosen their good location, and then the second step is coloration. Location coloration. Uh, it's so they're like you said they're they're brown and black and um, little flecks of red. They're it's all modeled uh, just like their chosen location. A typical um, tree branch is brown and modeled and and um, with black spots and some red spots and all kinds of stuff going on. Um, if it was like a single colored spider with no pattern, then it would stand out on the tree branch. Um, but instead it looks all weather, weather worn and weather beaten. Um, so it's got the coloration down. And then the third is the texture. Step three is texture. So, and most, this is where most spiders fall off. They've, they've, they've gotten the coloration and they've gotten their, their location. And then they, that's that they rest on their laurels and, and eat their food. Um, but the, the, the wraparound spider's like, nope, I am going to method act my way out of this. I'm going, I am the, the Daniel Day Lewis of spiders. <clears throat> um, they came, I'm going to release a movie called My Left Four Feet. Uh, but, um, so with their texture, they are covered in like a, it's not fur, it's, it's like a chitinous, chitinous strands that make it look like, very furry just not smooth um and it also it's abdomen it's carapace the part that it's crabdomen probably looks like a big blue crab um it's except it's not blue uh it it's covered with these craters these big oval patches that kind of look like the eye of sauron they're they're yellowish with these big black middle um they look like you know or i guess what pa papaya pits like if you cut a papaya in half like a cross section of that um and they're they look like little eyes there's there's they're, it just gives this gives its carapace this like really weathered and uneven and um mottled texture along with its coloration that just really goes with your typical tree branch is just not smooth. It's not, um, it's not symmetrical. It's not, um, it's there, there really isn't a pattern. And so there really isn't a pattern with the, uh, with the wraparound spiders coloration either. And a lot of what comes into coloration for camouflage is pattern disruption. I think we, we talk about this a lot when it comes to zebras, like zebras don't blend in with their environment. They blend in with other zebras. They make it really difficult for predators to be able to isolate one zebra from the rest because it's tough to see the outline of a zebra due to those stripings. And so when you actually look at a wraparound spider, like, yes, you as a human can be like, okay, there, there's the spider. But as we mentioned earlier, it's kind of tough to tell where the spider ends or begins and where the... Um, where the the tree branch is so you it's kind of tough to tell like what you know the spider is there but what are you looking at so even so when when you're looking at a 
high definition picture of this on a tree branch and you're still kind of having a difficulty as a human that's some good camouflage right there because you know it's going to fool you know a bird or a lizard or something like that <clears throat> um but most animals don't get to step four most animals in general don't get to step four and that is body shape um so the wraparound spider, we already said, has a very wide and flat body, but also has a concave underside. So it's, it, it, it can actually flatten its body and wrap it around. Like, this is a wraparound spider. Um, but it, it smooths, it, it, like, it perfectly matches the contour of the, the tree that branch that it's on. So where... You could have all of this other stuff, but you're still going to look like this lump of of similarly co colored and textured stuff on an otherwise um, not-so-lumpy tree branch. But now, it's not now, but with this feature, um, the wraparound spider is able to, like, flatten itself and just cover, like... Like like a like a Snickers wrapper, um, cover the 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 tree branch. So I, I there's another one. If you're not driving, look this up. It's it looks like it's just mashed itself into the in, into the uh, the the tree branch. So with all of these four steps working in concert, um, you're basically. You, you can you can hide in plain sight um, and you can sleep this way so he can hunt at night using his um, using his his web and then retract the web so to not draw attention to where he is um, I'm not sure if that's exactly like why they retract the web but um, this seems like a good reason and then uh, hide on the tree branch and unless something runs into you, you're not going to be detected, but it does have a bite. So if you're if you're out there exploring the uh, Australian bushlands, um, take a very close look at every branch that you grab, because it might have a venomous spider on it, and it's not going to kill you unless you're allergic. But it won't make you stronger. But it's going to hurt. That's true. <laughs> it won't, and, and and it won't give you wraparound spider powers. Well, imagine if he got that power. If Peter Parker got this guy's power, it'd just be camouflage, really. Mm -hmm. Like Miles Morales. Oh, I forgot he could do that. He turn invisible. He turns invisible. He must. But he just like raps to things. <laughs> he just, yeah, uh, like he just flattens himself. He's like Miss, Mrs. Incredible. He just flattens himself into a wall, but also turns invisible. And we're like, not only is he invisible, but also I can't touch him because he's as flat as the moon. Mm -hmm. But that, that's that's all I got. Also, it takes its legs and it folds them very close to its body when it's hiding like this, so it's not a bunch of splayed legs out. So it 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 really plays the part. And then it goes to sleep. It plays the bark part. Yeah, this one, its bark is just as bad as its bite because it is bark. Mm -hmm. And it bites. Mm -hmm. But that's all I got. That's all I got. 
All right, that was the wraparound spider for you out there in podcasting. Stay still. Follow all four steps to a better and more hidden you. And give a tree a big spider cuddle hug like the wraparound spider here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. I mean, definitely don't do that in Western Australian forests because you might touch a spider. Yeah, you might actually end up with a spider. But... <laughs> Check the tree and then give it a hug. Check the tree. And then, and then write a movie about it. Call it Avatar 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>